This is Laura looking for love, and today I'm going to touch upon several topics, but one may be unfamiliar to many of you, and that is the concept of the twin flame. For those of you who have heard of it or have experienced it, I mentioned it in the title and right now so that those who are seeking information can get some validation of its existence and how it looks from one perspective. However, I won't be teaching or going into depth. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, that's totally okay too. You won't be lost during this podcast at all. I'm actually, as usual, just going to simply share a story and you can take whatever you want from it. This is your life, your experience, and wherever you are, you take what you need. Okay, so let's start. So first I want to share something I saw a few weeks ago. I was at the doctor's office and while I was waiting, I noticed a whiteboard hanging on the wall. It was drawn and written on with bright markers. There were hand-drawn pictures of flowers and the sun. And even the words were written with alternating bright colors. At first glance, it looked like a little kid had drawn on it. But it was one of the adult staff people. And it read, I'd rather attempt to do something and fail than to do nothing and succeed. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. It was as if she was screaming it to the sky. And while it was made to look like an inspiration board full of enthusiasm and joy, and her conscious intent was to inspire, there was something else there. And that something else, that thing that was not outwardly stated, was what spoke to me the loudest. You see, sometimes we shout and proclaim things because we are excited to be in our truth and in our freedom and in our creativity. We shout with joy. And sometimes we shout because we are in pure rage and anger and we have had enough. Those times we shout because we have shoved stuff inward, the insults, the criticisms, the attacks, until we are so filled that there is nowhere for all of it to go but out. And then there is a third reason that is trickier because it pretends to be one of the first two. They are those times that we shout and proclaim the complete opposite of what our spirit feels because we are scared. In these times, we deny ourselves our deepest truths to avoid risks to avoid getting hurt, and to ultimately convince ourselves of a lie because it's easier that way. And all of us know, whether we realize it or not, that the important truths don't lie in what we can hear or see or scientifically prove. They lie in the subtext. It took a long time for me to observe and process and experience before I was ready to dive into my spiritual work. Before then, I had only dipped my toes. But there are always life experiences that knocked me around, tried to shake me awake so that I would come back to myself. But I was always very emotionally strong. I could take a lot of grief and drama. And as a very sensitive soul, I experienced a lot of trauma in my childhood, my adolescence, and in my young adulthood. And by the time I was in my early 30s, I had a life-altering experience in an abusive relationship, violated physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and which ultimately ended in more than six months of being stalked, fearing for my life. I had a friend at that time who was the chaplain at the hospice where I used to work, and he gave me a book during that dark time. And it was because of him that I realized that I was experiencing my dark night of the soul. I was lost. I felt alone. I kept reliving the layers of violation. But even this was not big enough to knock me over and onto my spiritual path. It was heartbreak. And it came three years later. When we met, it was like an awakening. It shook us both to the core. It was different and we knew. We were psychic with each other before we understood that and we didn't have to tell each other things. We had an understanding. When we were good, we were really good. But when we were bad, we were really bad. Or at least it felt that way. 
We knew how to push each other's buttons, not on purpose, just naturally. And there was one day where he pushed all of my buttons and my back was to the wall. And during those days, whenever I would hit my wall in any relationship, I would turn to my go-to expression of defense. Fuck you. I hate you. It was never planned. It just came out naturally. And whenever I said it, I would feel momentarily better from the release of energy, but I immediately regretted it and felt bad for the pain it caused the other. In every relationship in the past, when I had said those words, they would feel hurt or offended or mad. So the moment the phrase left my mouth, I stopped and waited, fearing his reaction. He paused, his own anger leaving him, and said, Oh, Laura, I love you. I know what you meant. I could feel the love behind your words. And I suddenly smiled as I thought, he gets my subtext. All these years of being the observer and being really good at seeing the subtext in others, I rarely had people seeing mine. And that can feel really lonely. But he was the one, after so many years, who understood my spirit. He was the only one who didn't flinch at my expressions of rage. And just as he understood my subtext, he knew I understood his. I told him once, when he was sad about not yet hitting the goals he had set for himself, Do you know what your problem is? No. Tell me, he said. You are living in a world you don't belong in. Wow, he said. Then he did something unexpected. He turned it on me and asked, Laura, do you know what your gift is? And in that time lost myself and unknowing, I replied, no, tell me. He said, you crack people open. Wow, I said. We thought we would last forever. We talked about it, about the future, but our souls weren't ready. He had work to do, and I had work to do, and as long as we both had work to do, we would clash in a way that would bring too much pain. So when it ended, I was devastated. It was like a death. I didn't know how to ease my suffering, so one night, I asked the universe, please send me a miracle. And the next day, in my inbox, I see the subject line, Miracles and Christ Force Healings. Several years before, I had taken a meditation course from an organization, and I hadn't received any emails from them until this one. I didn't know what a Christ Force Healing was, but I knew I needed a miracle, and I knew I needed a healing. So I went, and that was the day I decided to stop dipping my toes and just dive in. I embarked on my spiritual pilgrimage because the only pain big enough to make me jump was the loss of the person who got my subtext. So in his absence, I needed to fill his place, not with someone else, but with myself, to understand my own subtext, not just the subtext of others. And isn't that all of our jobs, really, the time that we have here? To know ourselves in the way we try to know others? To get to the core of who we are, behind the words and expressions, to the subtext, which is us? Life is subtext. All the stuff that isn't obvious and isn't said. It's the subtleties that we are often too busy to notice. We are inundated with stimuli, posts on social media, carefully curated with the joy and coolness that would encourage a like or a follow. The conversations with our friends and family that are just surface deep. All the words and pictures and colors that make up our daily lives. But what really matters are the things behind them. The I love yous that lie behind the fuck yous and the I hate yous. The I'm miserables that lie behind the I'm so happies. 
So that day at the doctor's office, when I stared at that whiteboard filled with color and whimsical drawings, in contrast to the quote about choosing to try and fail over success in ease, followed by those three exclamation marks, I knew her spirit wasn't buying it. By shouting out those things that were taught to her, maybe she convinced herself that she truly believed them. And she probably convinced some other people, too. Her goal on that whiteboard was to convince and inspire. But if she truly wanted to write something inspiring, then in that blank canvas between the flowers and the sun, she could have written something that made no sense to anyone but her, something that would have made her smile. Like, I love cheese, or I can fly, or there's magic on this board. And while many might have read it and said, that's weird, or that makes no sense at all, there would have been those, like me, who would have smiled, nodded, and said, good for her, knowing full well it's not about cheese or flight or magic, but her freedom to write whatever she wanted. And because she was in her freedom, her shouts would have come from joy. Okay, that was today's podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in and listening. I will be back here next Friday. If anyone is interested in the upcoming online empowerment classes that I'll be teaching next year in 2018, please go to my website, thebonsaibabes.com. There's some information on them, but you can also just shoot me an email to be put on the interest list. I'll be updating and letting you guys know when I'm planning to have that. I also have a new crystal reading service on my readings page, which is a mini, mini, mini reading at a small fee for those who have crystals they want read or who are into that right now. I have noticed that crystals are often the gateway to our interest in our own intuition and metaphysics. And that interest sometimes comes in waves. So if you're on that wave right now, it's a good time for a communication because it's a new thing that I have available. Or you can also come to an event. I actually have one more event this month If you're in the LA area, you can check my events page. And otherwise, I will see you here next week, next Friday, for another podcast. Have a good weekend.